You're listening to Perfectly Scarred. This is the place where we are sharing our scars through various stories and testimonies. The mission of Perfectly Scarred is to encourage you to know that your scars matter and it is important to share with others so that they too can walk in freedom. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Scarred Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Nelson, and today I have with me Danisha Gates. Um, I'm just going to let her introduce herself because I believe she is not just originally from St. Louis, so I want to go ahead and let her tell you where she's from and everything. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited about being with you today. So hopefully we have a great discussion. My name is Dinesha Gates, as you have stated. Um, my dad was military, so I'm from a little bit of everywhere. So wherever I am is home. Um, we, I was born in Georgia. We moved to Germany, South Carolina, back to Germany, North Carolina, and that's where my dad retired. Ended up um, getting in church there. I'm actually the only one in my family um, who is in the apostolic church, my other family members go to church, but they are not apostolic. Um, so I went to high school, finished high school there, went to college, got my undergrad and graduate degrees there, both are in communication. Uh, I worked for East Carolina University for a number of years. Then I moved to St. Louis to take a job at Urshan College and Urshan Graduate School. I worked there for about seven years. And in October, I actually resigned. And now I work in tech which is actually pretty cool. Uh, I am trying to think of all the things. I'm a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church International. I've had my license for about two years. Um, I travel a lot uh, for fun. I travel for speaking. Uh, I write for Reflections Magazine for the United Pentecostal Church International. I do some work with multicultural ministries, with Building the Bridge. So just about anything I can get my hands on. I, I do. Uh, I am active at my local church, uh, New Life St. Louis, with the greatest pastor in the world. Aaron Batchelor and Brianna Batchelor are my pastor and first lady. I'm on the board at my church, sing in the choir, and do a number of other things. So uh, I have a sister and a nephew, pretty much, I think, some of them. Yes. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> you, are, you are busy. Busy. Sometimes, and I'm learning in this season, though trying to figure out, and I know we'll talk about this a little bit today, what I need to be doing in this season. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I definitely understand that because we could be, we could be so busy that we're not even doing what we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. <laughs> and I have found myself doing a lot of that. So trying to hone in and, um, do what I need to be doing. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I, I invited you on today because I know a lot of us, we struggle with identity, you know, and that's the conversation that we're having today is about identity and finding identity um, because, you know, the mission of Perfectly Scarred is to, um, you know, show our scars and, and, and help encourage others. But one of the things that I find that many people and even myself, we we deal with identity and how we see ourselves when we come from uh, wound, being wounded and things like that in that nature. And even just from uh, coming in when you're the only, you're the first generation apostolic right. uh, person in your family. And it's like, okay, you've never seen this done before. Right. How is this going to work out, God? And so as he is, uh, as I have watched you, Uh, I just wanted to pick your brain today (laughs) and just allow the Lord to lead us. And so um, can you just tell us a little bit about um, your, if you ever struggle with identity and how um, you have, I guess you're working through or your journey with that? Yeah, um, I definitely have. And to be honest with you, I think in every season of my life, there has been some element of struggle with identity. And I didn't realize until like this past season, why I've struggled so much with it. And I think it was because who I had identified with or what I thought was my identity wasn't founded in the right things. So 
I shared a couple of months ago at a ladies conference that my identity had always been, you know, growing up in a military home, we do things a certain way. There's always structure, there's order, there's achievement. And my identity had always been deeply rooted in what I could do. Right. And how I could perform. I was a a smart student. Like I was the person in the class who didn't have to take notes, but if I listened, I'd be fine. Like, so I always attributed my worth and my identity in what I could accomplish. And then when I got in church, you know, that changed to what I could accomplish for God also paired with what I could accomplish educationally. So I was doing all the things I tell people all the time. I had, was at a home missions church is what we called it back in the day. It's North American missions now. And I did everything except for men's ministry. And I helped pastor type his notes for men's (laughs) ministry. So I was literally involved in everything. And I was like, if I'm involved in everything, if I'm doing all the things, then I'm okay. Like I'm a good person. I'm doing the right thing, but it was never founded in what God truly said about me and what, what he says about me in his word and what he says about me personally and what he's, you know, who he's created me to be. It's always been in what I could accomplish in this past season of my life. It literally shattered all of that. And I went through this identity crisis, quite literally. I was like, who am I? Like, I don't know who I am, who I am anymore because everything that I have done all the accolades, all the hard work is not amounting to anything, right? It's not good enough. So am I not good enough? And it was just a whole situation. So I think every season of my life, I've struggled with forming the right identity. Mm -hmm. And in this season I'm going into, I am working through accepting that accepting what God says about me, that I don't have to overperform to be good enough. Right. That I don't have to, I mean, you have to do things, but I don't have to earn his love, you know, during um, the last season, I was in a really dark place and I was walking on the treadmill one morning because I was like, look, I have to get out of this apartment. I have to figure out, I got to get my mind off of all the things. So I'm walking on the treadmill and I was like, Lord, why am I struggling so much with this? Like, I, I just really want it to be over. And as clear as day, he, he said to me, you've spent your entire life working for love, not from it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that like my identity was in what I could do, not in who he created me to be. Right. So yeah, it's definitely been a journey. One that I'm still on every <laughs> single day. And I, I think it's all of us. We're we're works in process. And if you look at identity like from the psychological, biological standpoint, things that we go through shape how we feel about ourselves and what we think right. of ourselves. It forms our, our identity and what we experience kind of hones that at times. So I think it's evolving. Maybe that's a good word to use. Yes. We are all evolving. Um, I feel, I think I, I hit that wall too. Um, I don't know if it was last year, the year before, and it was just like, "Mm, okay, God, (laughs) what you doing? I'm I'm questioning everything now. Yeah. Um, so can you go into a little bit about like what, what happened to where, you uh, question yourself and, and all of that? I think it ha- it happened when I was doing everything I could and more, um, and it wasn't enough for people. Like literally working so hard that I was physically ill. Mm. I couldn't sleep and gain, you know, a huge amount of weight. And it just wasn't enough. Like people always wanted more like, okay, we know you've done all of this with limited resources and we're so happy, but there's more that we want you to do. And when it, it wasn't enough and I began to physically and mentally and spiritually break down, like every sense of the imagination break down. Mm-hmm. I had to reevaluate what I was building on. And that wasn't the right foundation. I was 
doing all of this stuff. Yes, it was good. Yes, it was the work of God. Yes, I was working for the kingdom of God, but my motivation was to have the approval of people, you know, and when that wasn't enough, it shook me because you know, mm-hmm. who, who wants to do their best? And people are like, eh, that's not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> like, I was like, what? And because it's always been good enough. Right. And more than that, like, yeah. So it just completely rocked my world. Yeah. I think I, uh, being in the space where you, like you said, you're giving your all. And it's just like, oh, I'm not. I, and having to learn, you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. Like that number one. Right. You thought you you thought you was about to just be superwoman. And it's right. just like, no, that's not going to happen. No. And you're still going to have issues. And then that question's, okay, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And so, yeah, it does. It definitely does cause us to question ourselves. Um yeah. So why is this important for us? Why is finding our identity in Christ as women of God? And then we can even go into our race. Mm-hmm. You know, why is that important for us? I think it's important because if you don't build on the right foundation with the right things, one day it will crumble. Like, if your identity isn't in Christ and who he says, that's the only thing that's unshakable. He is right. unshakable. And when you build your identity on him and you, you gain that from him, it, it won't crumble. Like it will be tried. Um, it will be tried. Like you will question, but it will be the thing that will stand. And I think for me, finding out who I am in him has kept me sane and has kept me from underperforming and overperforming. Because when we don't value who we are in him, we don't move forward like he wants us to. Um, We can overextend ourselves when we're trying to find worth and identity in other things. It helps you maintain your focus. And keeps you from wasting a lot of energy. I have wasted, not wasted, maybe that's not the good, the best word to use, but I have spent a lot of time in places it could have been spent elsewhere if I would have really realized who I was. That's good. Yeah. In relationships, in work situations, in life, I would not have spent valuable time with some people and in some places had I really known who I was. Yeah. And I think, you know, just for our, the younger generation, we have this social media that's telling us who we should be and telling us what we should be doing. And, oh, and even in ministry, Mm -hmm. you know, how comparison and all these things and, and it's just, can you share like your journey in that, in, <laughs> in how you have evolved and yeah. just recognize who you are as far as in ministry? Because you up there with a lot of, a, a lot of name. I mean, and it's you, terrifying. You, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody, I mean, you're, you're, you're up there with a lot of, um, uh, people that are known and how does that how did that affect you oh it threw me definitely for a loop and at the beginning and it has less and I um at my first like this is hilarious to me my first conference like speaking out outside of my local church I'm gonna tell you this was the lineup Joel Urshan Rashidi Collins Sam Emery and me. <laughs> I was like, ooh, y'all picked the wrong one. <laughs> because I was like, who, like, these are some of the greatest preachers in our movement, right? And I was like, how in the world am I going to 
do this with these people who I know know way more than I do, have way more biblical knowledge, have way more everything I felt I did. So I think what at that conference, it was a pivotal moment for me. I was teaching like this, I was teaching a morning session. And after the morning session, one of those people came up to me and was like, I have so many pages of notes. I'm so thankful that you allowed the Lord to use you. And I was like, first of all, (laughs) no, (laughs) like, how are you, like, how do you have notes from something that I taught? And what they said to me was like, you have a unique, unique gifting. Like Mm -hmm. I did not design you to be like anyone else. Your delivery is different. Your style is different and people can receive from that. And I think over the past couple of years, being out more and being around more people, I am learning to embrace who I am because it is different. And we are a body. And if all of us were the same, then we would not be a body. Right. Um, right. And I'm trying to make sure I answer the question effectively. I think what has helped me has one, the Lord shoving me out there. I feel like sometimes he's like, all right, you're going to go do this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. But then realizing that what he's placed in me is necessary for the growth and the furtherance of his kingdom. Then also a lot of the people that I get to be around that I have the pleasure of being around are not people who are prideful Mm -hmm. and um you know those kind of people that are like my gift is better than yours they're like hey I want to learn from you I want to glean from you I want to encourage you continue to allow God to use you the way he wants to use you they've been very encouraging right And I don't know, maybe it's because they're seasoned in ministry or maybe it's because they, they are where they are, but they see value in everyone and they see that. And I think that's been helpful. It's been helpful for me. Um, I can't say I've been perfect. Like even the last conference I was at a couple of weeks ago, I had a morning session that was like an hour and a half and I was up against Kim Haney. (laughs) my time slot, I was like, this is, they're going to go hear her. Nobody's going to be in my session, but <laughs> learning that we all have different strengths and he's given yes. us different giftings and talents. I'm learning to settle into that. Right. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that answers that question. Yeah, <laughs> it did. And a lot of us, we compare ourselves as young Mm-hmm. ministers and, yeah. and people, and we compare ourselves and it's just like, do you not realize that you have something to offer as well like we all have something to offer Mm -hmm. and you know and my pastor he's he tells me that all the time and I'm just like I don't know pastor (laughs) I don't know I don't see what you see yeah but I thank you for seeing that and with that I think that I'm I'm doing a lot better than when I first started Um, so one thing before I move on you did say something about relationships. Why is knowing who we, our identity important when we are faced with relationships? Um, we could talk about romantic relationships and then friendships and yeah. yeah. But I think it applies to both um, because we will get involved with the wrong people. Not only will we get involved with the wrong people, we will become the wrong person. Mm. Um, especially if you're a people pleaser, like I can tend to be like, oh, well, if I'm this, they'll like me more. So I shape shift. I become that person who they like and forsake the identity I should be walking in. Um, and it's not, it's definitely not healthy. And you'll end up being in relationships that will damage you. God is merciful because I have gotten myself in a lot of trouble, (laughs) (laughs) but he has been merciful and has restored me and has healed me. But I see now that wanting to be someone I wasn't cost me a lot. Mm. 
like wanting to be in a relationship with that person because it would be perfect. Like we would be great together or wanting to be friends with this person because, you know, they're, they're this or they're that, or they're here or there where I want to be or, and it just did a lot of damage. Yes. Did a lot of damage. And now people, I think sometimes people, I'm not, I don't think I'm mean. I'm very <laughs> honest, but like if there, if I don't see healthy, a healthy relationship coming out of it, I'm not even going to waste my time. Like, right. no, if you want me to be something that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested. Hey, I'd rather look, just cut it off. I think somebody said that about me. That was like, well, you gotta just give it a chance. For what? For what? So Why? Can- <laughs> Why do I have to do that? Yeah, I'm not I- that does not line up with my God-given identity. Yes. I said I, I if I already know, I know. Well, yeah. you just have one conversation. That's all I need. I'm good. I'm good. I might I'm- give you two, but after that. I'm still feeling the same way. I'm just like, "Mm, I don't think so. But it is important. Um, Man, it's important. I could have avoided a lot of situations. If you knew who you were. If you believed in who God says you are. Right. Because I think we devalue ourselves because others don't see the value in us. Stay in relationships with people who don't value what God has placed in us. And that causes us not to value. I remember one, I call it a situationship. One, I got myself into a lot of trouble (laughs) and I was so heartbroken because I thought the Lord spoke to me about this thing. And I was like, I know I heard you clearly. It was confirmed and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I'm at the altar, like bawling one night. And I'm like, Lord, why did you do this to me? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm going in. And the Lord spoke to me and said, the moment this person made you question who you were in me, I had to remove them from your life. Mm. And it was like, like people, you watch the movies and it's like rewinding and you go back in time. And literally the moment I could see clearly the moment it happened. And then the unraveling from that moment until the moment I was at the altar, I was like, ah, got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a, it's one thing. And I'm, I just throw this out there. Uh, Cause it was a thought. It was like, somebody had a sweet guy, nice guy. Um, and we were talking, he said, you sound like a preacher's wife. I said, I'm supposed to be a minister. What you talking about? I'm not just, I, you know, and, and when you put me in that box, then you can't see all of me. Right. Right. You can't see what God is, is, is going to do. That lets me know that you can't see me because you just put me in a box and I'm, I'm more than that. I'm more than that. Right. And so I was like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. But me, for me and that, that situation, I was willing to get in the box. I was like, whatever you need, whatever you need me to be, I'll be it. (laughs) And the Lord had to like get my attention. He was like, nah, this is not what we're doing. Like I have plans for you. And if this relationship won't allow my plans to unfold, I have to take it away. Yes. So that could be someone who, um, maybe, if we talking in that for that situation ship or just in general, like someone who maybe going to missions, mm-hmm. going on the mission field, but God has called you to the city or God has called you to this, or, you know, um, God has called you to travel. Um, it could be in, in a couple of different things, huh? Yeah. I think that for us, especially as women, and women in our movement, a lot of our identity is assigned to being in relationship with a man. Mm. Like your worth is being a wife and having children. So what happens if you are a wife who can't have children or if you never get married, if that's not in God's plan, like then 
then we struggle because we don't feel like we have worth. So what we tend to do is give up the identity he's given us to fit into the status quo. Mm -hmm. Like, because I am not anyone until I'm married, Mm. some minister man, (laughs) I'm going to give up who God has called me to be so that I can be accepted by somebody who will then marry me so that I can then assume the identity everyone else thinks I should have. And it, we've seen it happen time and time again. And then when you're one who is willing to follow what God says until he opens that door for a relationship, right. you're looked at as a little strange sometimes. Like, mm, are you sure you're in the will of God? Like, I can't, I, oh, it's, I could go on forever about that, but we assume other identities. We take on what people think we should be. And even sometimes in our movement, what we should be as women. And we don't necessarily walk in the areas that God would have us to walk in. That's good. I I won't, I I wish you'd dig a little deeper, but hey. (laughs) No, it's true. (laughs) Like, I think I saw it posted somewhere. It was like, why is it every time that you talk with one of your single friends, you ask them if they're seeing anyone? Like you don't ask them if like, what is God speaking to you? What is he doing in your life right now? It's always, oh, are you talking to anyone? No, like when I am, you will know, but I'm trying to follow the will of God for my life. And it's like, that is, that doesn't count until you're right. married, which is not true. Like. Yeah. yeah. And we de- look, we definitely struggle. I oh I see yes. We see a lot. Like, I'm just like if you if you knew, if you knew what you were signing up for, if you if you knew, you know, that it's because when when they get in it, then they struggle because they realize, oh, this wasn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. This di- this didn't this didn't fill the void that I thought it would fill. And now that they're struggling with postpartum depression. They're struggling with identity. They're struggling with being a good wife and, a, you know, cause they trying to check in when they checked out because boys and, and I'm just like, well, you, you thought it was going to bring you something. And, and we do that. We, we all are a, that, that can happen to any of us, but it's just like, when you think that that's going to um, satisfy that. Yeah. Like it's, it's not good. It doesn't define who you are. Right. right. Jesus defines who we are. Right. And whatever relationship we enter into should reveal more of that instead right. of shaping it, shaping us into whatever it wants to like a healthy marriage relationship should make you more of the person God has called you to be. Right. You know, so, yep. That's good. That's good. So when we talk about identity and one of the things that I struggle with, and I know a lot of people um, in the black community don't feel accepted Mm -hmm. sometimes within this movement. Um, And I mean, I could give a couple of stories, but I just know from, you know, even me being biracial, my parents dealt with a lot of racism. Mm-hmm. So how can we, how does one move forward? I think exactly what we've been talking about, knowing who you are in, in Christ will help you walk through doors and stay in rooms where sometimes people don't want you to be like, oh, I, I know I'm supposed to be here. Like I was invited here. It's nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> I'm Dinesha. Like it just it helps you even, even though it doesn't hurt less sometimes, right. it helps you walk in confidence. Like I know mm-hmm. that you've called me here. And if you don't want me here, that's something that you're going to have to take up with him. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of helped me navigate also having people who believe in you and cover you and fight for you and speak up when when you need somebody to advocate for you 
has also been helpful, um, at least for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. So to that young girl who may be struggling with, because maybe they are not around a multicultural um, environment and it's either one or the other. Yeah. Um, what, what can we say to her? Find good people to connect to. Um, I'm on social media. So if you want to connect with me, you're more than welcome to find people that you can identify with. Um, I, of course, I would say talk to your pastor, your spiritual authority, and make sure that it's okay to do that. Um, but I think that's, for me, that's been something that's been very helpful. Seeing people who look like me in leadership, connecting with people who look like me has empowered me um, to be everything that God has created me to be. So mm-hmm. find avenues to connect with someone because um, they will share their stories with you. They'll give you tips and encourage you. And, you know, a lot of times for us in our community with Black folks, if I come up, we all come up. So yeah. if we're in a room where something is mentioned and I know that you're really good at it, I'll say, hey, you might want to check out my friend. She has this really great podcast and you might find something that you're interested. You know, like being connected to people has been invaluable to me, right. um, has been encouraging um, because there are other people out there who look yeah. like us doing what we do. Mm-hmm. We're just peppered here and there yeah. and <laughs> need opportunities to connect with each other so yeah I think it wasn't until the uh Deborah project where I mean uh when I came back you know to from you know the world and when I came back it, it, it was it was a big struggle for me but when I went to the Deborah project uh in October it just opened my eyes to something I had not seen before yeah and and so I I just enjoyed it and it was more confirmation that I'm in the will of God like I am doing and I can do it yeah you, you know and so it, it just gave me that confirmation it gave me that confidence boost because it was like I when I saw y'all there I was able to meet um you know meet up with sister Austin mm-hmm. and just the love that y'all give to these young girls and and to me you know but how y'all just help us. And um, I believe uh, Brother Bernard, he has done a wonderful job at making sure that it's, you know, equal across the board. Um, But definitely it was very, very impactful. I just want you to know that. So uh, (laughs) I met you. And it was the same for me. Like when I um, got into church. So my pastor and first lady at my first church were both black mm-hmm. and, um, they were never able to have children. So I was like their kid. They took me everywhere with them. And I got to go to this conference back then it was called black evangelism. Now it's called building the bridge. And it was the first time I had seen like on a large scale, like so many black people, like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> wow, look at all these black people, like, all these black couples. I was like, this is exciting. And it like, that was the first time outside of my local church. I was like, wow, like I can do, I can really do this. I can really do what God has called me to do because there are so many people here doing that. Yes. Going to different events and seeing people who look like me or seeing women in ministry, like ignited that passion. And not only that for me, it has encouraged me to be who I need to be for God, for all of the people coming behind me. Right. Because it's, e- it's easy to blend in. It's easy yeah. to just do whatever. Right. And despite what people may say, and this is probably another topic for another day, doing what God has called you to do the way he's called you to do it can sometimes be extremely difficult especially when you are one of the only ones 
when you're a first-generation apostolic, when you're an African-American female who feels called to ministry, like sometimes it can be very hard because you feel like you have to prove yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel like you have to do extra to be accepted, but it's worth it. It's worth doing what is necessary because there are so many coming behind that need to know that who they are is good enough. What God has called them to do is what he's called them to do. And they have a place in the kingdom of God and they can walk in confidence and whatever that is, because we're choosing right. to walk in confidence. We're choosing to be defined by what he says about us. And that causes us to walk through the doors he's opening with confidence and, you know, not cowering in fear because right. we know who we are in him. Right. That's good. That's really good. So I, what are some tips in discovering our, our identity? Because I, I know you, you spoke on it. And so I know that you gave some, um, some, some markers, some points. <laughs> Look, I'm pulling my notes. <laughs> so I would say the first thing for me was identifying what I actually thought and felt about myself. Like, who do I think I am? What do I like about myself? What do I not like about myself? What natural gifts and talents do I have? Um, and kind of fleshing all of that out and then looking at God's word and what he says and what he's spoken to me. And does that line up? Like if I don't feel good enough or I don't think I'm worthy, like what does God say about me? Um, in the area of like gifts and talents, God always places stuff in us that he desires to use. So um, doing that, of course, praying that should be <laughs> paramount asking the Lord, okay, who am I in you? What do you say about me? If you haven't already done that, um, reading your word is definitely great. Surrounding yourself with people who speak to what God has placed in you. So whether that's your, hopefully it is your pastor. I know not everyone is as blessed as we are to have spiritual mm-hmm. authority that speaks to the truth of God living inside of them um, is they can often see, like you mentioned earlier, things we don't see in ourselves. So that's definitely another good place to start. Um, Finding a good friend um, that you can pray with and be vulnerable with that speaks truth to you is also a really good thing. Uh, Let me see what else. If you need to, and I'll, everywhere I go and every time I have the opportunity to talk to people, um, I always mention this. If you have trauma or things in your past that are keeping you from seeing who you really are in God, you may need to seek professional help. Mm-hmm. There are apostolic counselors who can help you navigate um, dismantling those untrue things or false identities that you've, you've assumed, um, that has been helpful in my life as well. Trying to think, looking through all these notes. Oh man, I could talk for hours about this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Also finding an elder, someone in your life who is older than you, um, that can speak truth to you, that has kind of walked the path before you. Um, You can find encouragement and wisdom in them. That will help you. And then kind of when you, when they see you getting off track or acting out of character, they can be like, hey, mm, come back. You're you're off a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think. I think that pretty much sums it up. I feel like I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, it's, that's good. That's good. I, I, we we definitely need those tips. One of the things that I did for anyone who um, may be struggling, because I think that this was just my, it wasn't like I wasn't dealing with a lot of trauma, but it was just how I viewed myself. Mm-hmm. And I did life coaching. 
I yeah. went through that last year and they do have apostolic life coaching. I just uh, had Jency, Sister Jency, or I was about <laughs> to call her JC, but Sister Jency, I had her on my podcast and she was a, she is a life coach, mm-hmm. apostolic life coach, um, wonderful story. But, and it's sometimes it's just needing someone to say, okay, to help you and guide you and I know that a lot of people don't really care for therapy, but it's life coaching. It's right. just to get you, yeah. you know, it, it's just to get you over that hump that you feel. Yeah. And and you'll feel more freedom You'll because they will take your thoughts and, and, and make you question them. Okay, mm-hmm. is that real? Right. You know, or is that coming from a place of hurt and pain mm-hmm. and all the things? Yeah. And they will help you see who you truly are. Yeah. Um, and so I went through that and, and I'm, I'm telling you, it just brought so much freedom and so much light, yeah. you know, to what the enemy was just trying to hide me, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to hide away from me. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. an unbiased view. Like they can speak to, you know, well, that's not true. Like, mm, I think you're kind of seeing this through my, my therapist calls it my yellow tinted glasses she was like yeah you got the yellow glasses on today and that's really not what (laughs) about you but we're gonna sit here and talk through it like what has made you think that is who you are she's like "Mm -hmm. no no that's not how you should be looking at yourself right now so go reevaluate and come back yes (laughs) and then and then let me know right (laughs) no But I do, I, I do want to add this because when we were talking about relationships, I, I thought about one thing. Um, I was, I went on a date with someone and my pastor, I took it, I took it to my pastor. I'm like, Hey, you know, I think, I think this is somebody that you should meet. And he first thing he asked me, he was talking about being equally yoked. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've never dated anybody that's apostolic. Mm-hmm. You know, before mm-hmm. you know, I came back to church, I never dated, so I wasn't really concerned about it. <laughs> but when, and so I was kind of upset. I was like, okay, uh, I'm, we're not gonna bring him around, right? Um, but God, in that, I prayed, and the Lord made it clear to me mm-hmm. that my husband was going to be apostolic. That mm-hmm. I didn't have to search outside of the walls because I know some pe- people do and hey you that's your business you do what you do yeah. yes and but <laughs> mine was not going to be that that's not going to be because of who he is calling me to be now that was in 2019 mm-hmm. and I didn't accept this call until the end of yeah 21 yeah and so you know we have to that's why it's so important to, like you said, know who you are because, and, and get with God and have spiritual authority in your life because they see things that you can't see. And in our hopes of fulfilling a need, because we all want to be loved. We all want to, you know, they can help you make right decisions because if I would have yoked myself up with this person, if I would have got with this person, then there's no telling where I would be yeah. today yeah you know and so I just want for the the people who are listening and you may be single or you know trying to figure out what's get getting in in the word getting God's presence and allow him to speak to you and tell you who you are because it will save you like oh, yeah Sister Gay said, so much time. It, it will save, save you so much time <laughs> and energy and, and heartache. And I know the scripture tells us that all things work together for good. Even the things that we do to ourselves, God yes. can those things around, but it will save you having to navigate a lot of heartache yes. and sort through a lot of disappointment when you know who you are. I'm not saying that you will avoid it all, but it will help you avoid unnecessary um, heartbreak because you won't get yourself involved with people. You're like, no, I, I can't. Yeah, That's really not what I'm interested in yeah. at all. Like I had one guy, hopefully he never listens to this podcast, <laughs> that was like, hey, I want to take you out. And I was like, 
he was like, I want to take you to get donuts. And I was like, first of all, I don't really care for donuts. So no, I'm not interested. And he was like, well, can we have a conversation? So we had a conversation. He was like, yeah, I'm just really looking for somebody that wants to stay at home. And um, I want to just have kids together. And I, that's what I want our lives to be. And we want to live in the country. And I was like, none of those are <laughs> top priorities for me right now. First of all, I'm not going to be in the woods anywhere in the country with you. I don't like donuts. I'm not interested in being a stay at home, whatever, because I know yeah. that's not what God has called me to be. I might be a working mother, but I'm like, this is not going to work out. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm like, because I don't, that's not my box. That's not yeah. what God is calling me to. That may be what God is calling other people to. And he did eventually end up getting married to somebody that wanted those things, but mm-hmm. that's not. It's not me. Yeah. Hey, that's good. That's good. And yeah, I could be married, but I could also be living in the country somewhere, very unhappy and frustrated. And that, ooh, that's the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. I could I, look. I'm from the country, and I don't want to be in the country, so I know. I'm like, Lord, deliver me. <laughs> I just want a Chick-fil-A down the street. Right, That's all I right. want. I just, you know, <laughs> I got to drive two hours. Oh, oh, it's not fun. It's, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you just, but if I would not have really realized who I was, that would have been it. Yeah. I would have been like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we, oh, because we, we, cause some people are just so desperate. Yeah. And that's also saying that, like, we're not, you, nobody's desperate over here. Like, we, we got to get out of that being desperate. Yeah. You know, uh-uh. we get to, I think it's a power in that too. It's like, get to choose. Yeah. You know, I, I get to choose, you know, I don't have to be chosen, which that's great, but mm-hmm. I also have a, make a choice in this, whether I'm going to be in this too. Yeah. You know, it, it, we got to get our power back, young ladies. Yeah. You know? we, and, and to be who God wants you to be when he wants you to be it. Like, you know, sometimes people think of like, you're, uh, what are they? What's the little rascal singer? She woman, man hater or whatever. I'm like, no, <laughs> I just want a right relationship God's way because I have seen it done wrong so many times and it has ruined lives and ministries yes and god has placed too much in all of us for us to sacrifice what he wants for what we want when we want it are you preaching preaching? (laughs) and it is hard it is hard it's hard some days i'm like you know what forget this (laughs) forget this let me dial a few numbers yeah call this a day because <laughs> oh lord <laughs> i know i was i was thinking i was like oh because washing my car just the things that right. taking the trash out just the things that i don't want to do like right. this is not for me right this is not for it's me not, this is not the life so lord i'm gonna need you to go ahead and um work all this other stuff out <laughs> i am doing your will i need you to do make up favors so right well, this has been a, a great conversation. Um, just one last thing. Do you have any last words to just someone struggling with um, identity and how they view themselves? Yeah, I would say first and foremost, we mentioned it several times, get into God's presence, get into his word, because that is where you will find your true identity. And once he speaks that to you, eliminate everything that makes you question that with, with passion. Like if it's, Mm -hmm. you have to get off social media, if it's that you need to stop talking to whoever to actually believe and walk in what God has called you to be, do that because nothing is worth sacrificing what God has placed in you and who he's called you to be. It may feel like it's worth it for a little bit, but you will be miserable 
if you don't walk in the authority and the identity that God has given you. Talk with your pastor, find good people who will speak life into you and push you towards being who God has called you to be. Um, and it, it's hard sometimes, but it's definitely worth it. There's freedom in being everything that God has called you to be. And I didn't mention this earlier, but um, I think it was actually at the conference I mentioned before with Joel Urshan and Rashidi Collins and Sam Emery. One of them was talking about um, the scripture in Matthew. I think it's Matthew. I should have pulled it up in my notes. But um, in essence, the scripture that he says, you know, one day he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And in the context of that scripture, what it was saying was depart from me because I never recognized the you I created you to be. Right. Right. You know, and they'll say, well, I've prophesied in your name. I've done this in your name. I've done X, Y, Z, but he'll say, no, you weren't who I called you to be. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the scariest things ever for me, not mm-hmm allowing God's plan for my life to be actualized because I don't believe in who he's created me to be like, so we got to do it. Like we got to do it. Yes. That's good. Well, where can the people find you? Well, I'm on you the, gave not as good information. <laughs> I'm on the Instagrams to my Instagram handle and make sure it's right is destined by design it's d-e-s-t-i-n-e-d-b-y-d-e-s-i-g-n and then i'm on facebook and it's my name dinesha gates if you can find me there i have twitter but i don't use it (laughs) mine ain't been used for a long time right it's too it's too it's too much now like I, i it really is like i get i got on there and i was just like I got right back off. (laughs) But it was so it was so good to talk to you. And I I just thank you for joining me in this conversation. It it blessed me. So I know it's going to bless so many others. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I really did.